Welcome to the Journal of Biophilic Design podcast. Many thanks for joining us. We're thrilled today to be joined by Sam Peters, who's one of the founders of Planted. And I'm going to leave it to him to explain just what Planted is. But um, Sam, many thanks for joining us today. I'm really glad you can. Oh, absolute pleasure, Vanessa. Thanks very much indeed for having us on. That's really great. Um, can you tell us about Planted and, uh, you know, what, it's, what it is, what, the, you know, what your ethos is and, um, and, and whereabouts the event is going to be held? Yeah, definitely. So um, I implanted the first contemporary design event and media platform, which is aimed expressly at reconnecting people and spaces with nature. Um, we're going to be held at uh, the event's going to take place at a flagship event at King's Cross in September. Um, that's the, the, the sort of main launch, which we're, we're really excited about. And um, that's going to be all about showcasing cleaner, greener, better looking urban spaces and indeed um, spaces of all kind. And it's, uh, yeah, it's, it's just a, a great, we're really sort of excited by the concept. Um, it's based around the, the idea of, and around the principles of biophilic design. Um, we kind of ran a, a sort of light touch event last year in September at King's Cross, but all being well um, and all things being equal, we're, we're hopeful and optimistic and confident that we're going to be able to run a a physical event in in King's Cross as part of the London Design Festival this September. So um, yeah, it's a big year for Planted. It's really great. It's so exciting. I'm I'm really I'm thrilled. I'm going to come along. I'm coming along. <laughs> um, Excellent. And, Please, we'd love to see you. Great. Um, and just for the people who are listening to the podcast um, all around the world, um, um, please do go on to journalofbiophilicdesign.com. Look at this, uh, the link to this um, podcast and there will be links all to Planted and to all the social media and stuff. So um, do make sure you check that out. Um, obviously, you are one of the founders. Can you tell us briefly how you came to launch Planted? Yeah, well, I mean, so to give you a little bit of background, Vanessa, just on, on in terms of myself and, and the, the team that, 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 that run Planted. So um, really the, the driving force is, is my wife, Debs, who um, some people, many people in the des design industry will know um, from previously having set up Design Junction, um, one of the, the biggest uh, design shows in the in Europe, indeed, for, for the last decade. And um, Debs set that up about 11 11 years ago now. Um, my background's in, in journalism. I was at the Sunday Times for previously for the last two and a half years. I was spent five and a half years at the Mail on Sunday as a, as a sports writer. Um, and I was pe pretty heavily involved with Design Junction in a kind of informal way and saw how that amazing business grew and um, understanding Deb's role in, in putting on events. And we had a, a little baby girl arrived um, just over three years ago, um, and uh, we decided at that point that traveling around the world for all sorts of reasons um, just wasn't sustainable, um, not least the fact that it was um, incredibly damaging from a kind of carbon perspective, but possibly in our more immediate sense, just not going to work as, as parents. So um, our daughter Ella's to blame for, for planted. I mean, I, I'm... I've always been massively passionate about nature. Um, I've loved being outdoors. I've always felt a great sense of, of calm and, and sort of serenity and, and peace um, uh, when I've been immersed in nature. I never really knew why, I just knew it was a thing. Um, and I've admired Deb's work uh, as, as an events organizer extraordinaire in the design world. And 
we were talking, talking, talking. How's this? How does this? Um, how's this going to work? How? Can, what can we do together? Um, and over time, we were lucky enough to be introduced to Oliver Heath, who I know you know, and some a lot of your audience will know um, through a friend of ours at the River Cottage, uh, one of the other partners on on the event, in fact, on, on Planted. And when we saw Oliver's um, website and understood um, Biophilia, it was kind of a eureka moment for, for me, definitely. And it was like, finally, I understood what it was that made me feel um, the way I felt um, physically and mentally um, around the natural world. And having thought our kind of combined passions were almost, we couldn't really see a way of combining them. Suddenly it all clicked together and we realized, hang on, there's this whole world of biophilic design out there. There's this kind of driving force of passion of, of, of recognizing the need to, to empower nature and um, redress the balance of, in the environment. And at the same time, we've got this whole movement in design moving towards um, exactly the space that we want to be in. And um, I'd always, and Debs indeed, had always recognized the huge amounts of waste that had been generated by events down the years. And we saw an opportunity to create something that we have called Planted, which would be all around reconnecting people and spaces with nature, working exclusively with brands who put the environment and nature at the very center of their, everything they do. Um, and indeed run it as a zero waste event, which is a, quite an ambitious kind of um, uh, goal, but we're really, really confident that that's gonna be delivered and um, we'll be totally transparent about all our metrics and everything that, that we, um, all the mistakes we make and we will undoubtedly, but you know, hopefully lots of the successes we have. And uh, yeah, as I say, we're just so excited to be, to be launching in September. Oh, that's so, that is really exciting, actually, zero waste. I mean, that's just amazing. It's very ambitious, as you say, you know, so hopefully events, you know, future events all over the place, you know, will we'll turn to you and, and look, you know, look to you as a, as a role model in that way. You know, it would be amazing, wouldn't it? Because you said there's, there's shed loads of waste for, I think, in nearly every event. I mean, I've done so many events at the NEC and just piles and piles and piles and piles of plastic and, and yeah i mean it's it's it is the definition of unsustainable really um and we just we think there is a, a great opportunity here we've partnered with some amazing um recycling brands brands who um melt down zero um single-use plastic waste plastic into new products um all our signage indeed we're partnering with a company called stormboard all our signage at our original sort of, as I say, sort of prototype event last September was made out of toothbrushes, crisp packets, um, all basically waste rubbish, just just waste plastic. Um, and you know, we 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 were we went ended up with about three boxes of of kind of single waste plastic at the end of that event, and we see ways that we can el eliminate that altogether. So um, yeah, it's a big ambition of ours, but it's. Um, something we're working incredibly hard to deliver. And as you say, hopefully we can be a sort of benchmark for the industry on that front. That's fantastic. Well, um, I wish you well with that. Um, yeah. I was going to say, obviously, the whole event does celebrate biophilic design. I mean, and now you're obviously au okay fait with it. I mean, what, what does <laughs> biophilic design mean to you? I mean, on, on the website, you talk about the process of integrating net, nature and natural systems into the built environment to elicit positive physical and mental response which is a fantastic description, fantastic <laughs> description. but I mean on a personal level um, I mean what does biophilic design mean to you it just means I think 
a connection to nature wherever you may be and you know just an understanding that almost any space you can feel connected to nature and I think I probably didn't understand that really until I met Oliver and um, started to really learn about this subject and I, I definitely wouldn't say I'm by any means an expert on this at all but I'm a I'm a, I'm a kind of I've, I've, I've come to it perhaps late in life in a way in terms of understanding it but but it, it I, I complete I'm a I get it completely now. Um, I mean, I'd say, you know, for me, it was always getting to the getting to the coast. If we went on a family holiday, that first moment you saw the sea, um, that sort of thrill. Um, I, I love I love climbing. I love walking, getting to the top of a peak of a hill or a mountain, and looking out over that expanse, and and you know, um, realizing that we're part of something far, far bigger. Um, walking through a woodland, I'm, like we've got an amazing um uh a, a wood up the top of, of where we live in down in wiltshire called groveley wood which uh, i can't wait we're, we're probably about three weeks from bluebell season now and that time of the year where you know you can just see these carpets of bluebells and um pollinators around i just it just just feeling connected to nature is what for me biophilic design is all about and as I say I think the beauty of that and what I've come to understand is that you don't have to literally be immersed in that natural world but even even the the hint of, of, of natural systems and building natural systems and biomimicry and, and these kind of things and, and indeed you know natural light into your into your home environment or your workplace it just it's a really kind of empowering and exciting thing to understand once you once you do and um yeah it's it's as i say it's the driving force of planted and we're really excited to be able to put oliver and his work and indeed you know the whole concept of biophilic design and nature at the very forefront of what we're doing so it's fantastic it's going to be really great um can you tell us what's going to happen at uh, planted king's cross 2021 well, in the in, a, in the spirit of kind of none of us knowing exactly what's going to happen at these points in time, what we what we hope is going to happen and what we're planning to happen is really a a celebration of brilliant design, um, a celebration of nature, and a celebration of of people's ability to change and adapt and to their circumstances really. And um, you know, we're going to have uh, so the, the show is built around three um, key kind of sections so we've got a natural living section um we've got a botanical market section and we've got a sustainable design section and they're the kind of three pillars of the show um and that will be spread out across this wonderful site at king's cross it's one of london's great regeneration success stories uh designed by and landscaped by dan pearson it's a it's a it, everything about king's cross fits with with planted and our ethos um all their all their energy is generated through green the green grid um, they've got their own um, or they're in, sorry they're in the process of installing their own wind turbine all their power is green um, you know they they none of their waste goes to landfill so again totally on message with with what we're trying to achieve um, and they've just got a great selection of brands and retailers in that area who all fit pretty much with with what we're trying to achieve so um, is a really natural fit between Planted and King's Cross, which is hugely exciting. And yeah, I think we're going to see some of the best design houses like Another Country um, and other um, uh, plants, sort of Benchmark, um, Vestra, 
some fantastic brands who who are going to um, showcase everything that that we want to showcase. So it's, it's a really exciting exciting offering, and, and yeah, we we hope we're going to be the design destination for for the London Design Festival. How can people um, and brands get involved with Planted this year? Well, um, so really, I guess the the best way would just be to visit our website, which is www.planted-cities.co.uk, um, where you any exhibitors or indeed um, visitors can can register an interest. Uh, you can sign up for our newsletter there where you'll get all the information you need about um, the upcoming events. And indeed, we've got a members program come, which is going to be launching soon as well. Um, but in terms of exhibitors, all our contact information there, you know, please just email me at sam at planted-cities.co.uk or deborah at planted-cities.co.uk um, or as I say, visit our website. And, you know, if you are a, a, a design brand, you're producing um, furniture or lighting or indeed, you know, other natural products which would fit with the, with the show and you can clearly demonstrate that you can, um, that you put sustainability in the environment and nature at the heart of your business, then we'd love to speak to you because, um, you know, we think we've got a, uh, an offering here which is very different to anything else that's on the market, but um, we think we've, we're, we're, we're tapping into something which is, is hugely important, but also it's, there's a, a growing market here and a, and a growing urgency around what we're doing. And, um, uh, you know, if, if you are a brand that you feel would fit with the show, then we'd love to speak to you. Um, I would add it's not um, a, a sort of open open gate or, uh, to, to get into the event. We do, we, we're, we're quite honest and, well, very honest and straightforward about the fact that we've got a clear sustainability crisis, uh, criteria that you need to um, essentially um, qualify through um, in order to, to be allowed to, to exhibit. So um, we're, we're, it's, it's not an easy event to get into, but, um, you know, we like to think that we'll, we'll be hugely welcoming to, to brands who, who are able to demonstrate that um, they put, the, put nature and the environment at, at the centre of their business. That's great because it's also aspirational, isn't it, for other companies that want to. So then it becomes, like you say, you know, planted city is going to be cut is a benchmark on yeah. many aspects for companies that wanting to get involved in, in in this level. You know, it's like what's attainable. If other companies can do it, then yeah, it's possible. Isn't it? Well, that's it, and, and that's exactly why we've put, we are in the process of going through the B Corp certification process at the moment, Vanessa, because. You know, we just think that is a benchmark for businesses, which, you know, it, we're, we're going to take some kind of commercial, um, commercially difficult decisions in order to achieve that, frankly, in the short term. Um, it's not it's, it's not an easy process and we're going to have to hold ourselves to really high standards. And, you know, that, that that's quite challenging. There's no doubt about that. But what we want to do is get the foundations of our business completely right so that we can look people in the eye and be honest to say we are doing this the right way um we're not going to make take shortcuts there's been a few times where the, you know the temptation has been there to go well if we made that short-term decision we can maybe bring some um revenue through the business and particularly in the last year with with everything that's gone on in the events industry it's been incredibly difficult the temptation's been there to to take short-term decisions, and but we've just decided as a kind of leadership group that we think we're, we're much better off um, taking long-term decisions because we want to be a sustainable business in every every sense. We don't want to just pop up and, and disappear. Um, we think it's really important what we're talking about, and um, 
and we want to stay around and be part of the design industry's conversation and indeed the broader conversation around nature and the environment um, you know for, for many years to come it's really excellent I mean obviously it's planted cities so you know biophilic urbanism um, I mean I'm, I'm really completely I'm really passionate about it <laughs> and, and sort of just plants and stuff that's in in uh, particularly in inner cities and in environments where some maybe you you know historically that you know almost but maybe more recently actually they've they've kind of stripped them to try and make them you know a different way but I think people are realizing that putting trees and plants it cleans the air it's better for air pollution and creating pocket parks for instance is mm -hmm. great for security because it gets people communities talking it gets all these kind of um amazing sort of benefits from it um I mean, I mean, I could bang on about it for ages. <laughs> so can I. But from your point of view, um, I mean, why do you think it's important now more than ever that planted cities, you know, does what it does, and and why is it more important that the sort of you know biophilic urbanism actually happens? Why is it important now more than ever? Well, I think now more than ever we understand the health benefits of um, being connected to nature and, and people being able to access uh, green spaces particularly, but also I think we're understanding issues around pollution, be that air pollution, light pollution, noise pollution, all these things which are significantly improved when you have um, habitats and biodiversity and woodlands and trees and parks and green what we call green spaces um you know the, these are significant health benefits to people these are they're not sort of nice to haves they're absolute must-haves um and all the great cities in the world including london have huge parks and significant um access to to na nature but i think now more than ever is the question and i think you know off the back of covid and in the face of what we now universally I think recognise is a climate emergency um, we need to address the balance we need to get our our world back into kilter and I think you know somebody said recently to me and I think it's a lovely expression but you know nature will nature will be here nature will survive this nature will survive us without I'm not going to use a, a bad language but let's just call it messing up the planet but human beings won't necessarily survive without nature. And, you know, we need to protect nature. Nature is, um, we've, we've shown perhaps when we mess around with it, what's, what the damage that can be done, you know, lots of scientific evidence pointing to the fact that pandemics and virus transmission between animals and humans will just get worse and worse and more, more and more um, prolific if, if we continue to, to strip away biodiversity from the planet. So. We've got a, it's a massive, massive job we have um, this generation and generations to come to to probably unpick some of the, the significant amount of damage that we've done. And, you know, I think for us at Planted, we just decided, you know, it's OK sitting on the on the touchline and sort of railing around this and, and just getting annoyed. But what are the solutions? What are the what are the positive things that people are doing that we can showcase um, that, and, and who are the who are the really great thinkers in this in this world that we can bring together to encourage more and more thinking and more and more positive and dynamic um, discourse to get things done and get things changed and you know we, we're not going to shy away Vanessa from making some having some difficult conversations and 
talking about some difficult subjects, which not everybody's necessarily going to enjoy hearing. Um, but we think it's so important that we've got to we've got to start doing something. And um, you know that comes that 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 comes from you know someone who's deciding whether or not to throw a crisp packet out the window as they're driving in their car to someone who's deciding whether or not they should or shouldn't plant a, a pot of lavender on their windowsill. Um, to somebody who's running the country deciding whether or not they should subsidise um, farms which encourage biodiversity and, and um, farming methods that don't massively damage um, the soil and, and damage the, the natural systems around them. So, you know, um, it, it goes across society and, and it's, uh, we, don't, we certainly don't think that all the the kind of weight of responsibility should fall on the consumer or the customer. We think you know, big organisations who've historically not necessarily been held to account when it's come to, um, you know, the way they manufacture, the way they produce, what they actually offer to the consumer, um, they, they should be challenged on this as well. Um, and, and indeed, government should be as well. So, you know, I hope that doesn't sound too confrontational, What, what but, but, but essentially, you know, we think this is really important. Um, we think things can be done differently. Um, it's going to be challenging. It's going to be difficult, and we'll we'll make a lot of mistakes. I've no doubt about that. But um, if it can be done in the spirit of wanting to do the right thing um, and wanting to affect positive change, then then we're up for it, basically. That's really awesome, and I hope the environment secretary, whichever that may be at the time, <laughs> it could change. <laughs> Um, I, I hope they come along and I hope they learn from it and I hope they have, you know, you know, make a difference, you know, go, go away and think about it. I mean, well, they're more, they're more than welcome. Definitely. Let's get them down. <laughs> yeah, please. Um, <laughs> um, I mean, what do you hope people are going to learn from planted? I mean, what are going to be the main takeaways really? You hope? Well, I, I think, I mean, I don't think we need to talk anymore. Well, we, we don't we haven't got too much more to learn about the damage that's been done it's almost like right let's accept there's a problem let's accept we've got massive epic levels of biodiversity and habitat destruction let's accept that as human beings we are unquestionably part of the problem okay park that how do we how do we fix this let's start talking about the solutions let's start talking about the positive things that people are doing let's encourage uh, and in, indeed, let's salute and, and praise the brands and the businesses that are going beyond what they have to do, the bare minimum, and going way above that. And I'm talking about brands like Benchmark, like Vestra, like Another Country, you know, that like, you know, there's, there's so many that we're going to be showcasing going forward, which, you know, the Eden Project are going to be there. Um, you know, we've got some so many cool brands. There's another one um, out of the valley uh, who we're looking to work with, who who are all their every single thing that they put in their their cabins is sustainably sourced. Um, uh, there's zero plastic, you know, zero toxins in the glue. That another company. You know, there's so many great examples of good practice, and so I think what hopefully people will go away thinking there's hope. There's enough people that have at least begun the journey, and I'm thinking Benchmark have been doing this, setting the standard for the best part of 30 years now. Um, and there is enough people who want to affect change in manufacturing, in production, in design, to, to, to give hope to the fact that things can change. And um, yeah, and I, I think also 
from you know what people can do on a very small scale um just no matter how big or small the space is that you live or work we can all be biophilic we can all love nature and care for nature in how you know even if it's just as i mentioned on your windowsill or if you've got a little backyard you know everything you plant just just plant native plants that encourage our, our uh, pollinators to come in and um let your let your lawn grow a bit more you know we don't have to mow our lawn to make it look like lord's cricket ground the whole time it's just like just let it go a bit let let the animals and let the different species live where they they want to be and and you know actually you know challenging perceptions of beauty i think um we've become so obsessed with controlling everything and you know i think um you know we this world and planet is going to be is, is a beautiful thing if it's just allowed a bit of freedom and uh you know we could, that could be applied to lots of lots of different parts of our lives i guess but um yeah we, we hope it'll inspire people we hope it will educate people as well we're learning all the time for sure but um yeah it's it's uh, it's a really exciting um project to be part of and and we think and hope will be around for many years to come that's really awesome. I, I really wish, you know, Sam, you and Deb and your team really do an amazing job. And obviously Oliver as well. I think, you know, the sort of combination with your all your energies and your enthusiasm and your experience, I think it's going to be a massive success. Um, the sort of really the final question that I ask everybody, um, <laughs> kind of my sort of like magic question. So if, you know, if you could brush the world, so this is sort of magic brush of biophilia. Okay. <laughs> Um, what would the world look like if you could sort of just brush the whole world with this sort of magic brush of biophilia? I mean, I think yeah, I, I'd love what I would call a, a more balanced world that where 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 we've sort of got a uh, human beings don't need to dominate everything and don't feel the need to control. So I think you know maybe just just things looking a little bit more ragged. Um, you know, I'd love to see cities where trees were absolutely um the, the sort of main feature of you know why can't we have every single city street can't why can't they have avenues of trees along every one why can't we have um more green spaces why can't all the the the, the spaces that are being disused and being and that have got you know pile high of rubbish let's let's just let them go and and have have um habitats and different systems where we actually you know, praise um, and encourage wildlife rather than treating everything as, as a pest. And, you know, just moving out of cities and into rural spaces. Um, I think we need to bring a lot of our farming into cities, make our farming and food production systems far more, um, uh, well, far less intensive in the countryside. So we've got these huge swathes of land, which are essentially just, just deserts because they've just got one particular um, plot of, piece of um, vegetation or vegetable or whatever it may be being grown so monocultures everywhere let's rewild a lot of that and um and enable nature to to reclaim um some of the ground that, that we've taken from it so yeah it's 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 a big ambition um i believe it can happen and uh, hopefully a lot of your audience will come down to to uh, plant it to to see our, our vision of how we think things can be done Thank you for listening to the Journal of Biophilic Design podcast.